Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. We've had quite a year here at the Bradfo Show, and there is no better way to punctuate that calendar year than with a summary of what was so awesome about this podcast. And I want to do a reminder. I never do this out of the gate, but I just want to do this because we're making a hard, hard push in the new year to take this whole thing to another level. We get a lot of surprises and twists and turns and a lot of power lined up behind this baby. And uh, But one thing I want to know, go to iTunes and subscribe to this. Subscribe and leave a comment. Subscribe to Bradfoe Show Podcast on iTunes. It will be the best thing you do in 2018. Well, we're not quite at 2018 yet, at least when we're taping this. But we are going to uh, look back at the year that was 2017. And we started off the year by taking the W off show. We completely rebooted the podcast. And uh, and I think it all worked out. I think that we redoubled our efforts. We had some memorable moments. And we're just going to take a few moments to, to rekindle the passion and the anxiety and the fun and everything that goes, the twists and turns, the emotions that run deep with listening to the Bradfoe Show podcast. And it's going to get better, and we, we're, we're tweaking it all the time. But I think that this year has been a pretty good year. So I felt like it was a, a good time in this last week of 2017 to recap it. And helping me recap is a guy who jumped in late, pitcher Nick. Nick Fryer. What's up, Rob? How you doing? Nick, uh, so good to have you here. Yes, you, glad to be here after the car accident, as you know. Yes, Mutt wish that you died. Yes, it wasn't even me that called into your show. I did hear it over the air, but then somebody said how his, you know, criticized him a little bit or whatever, and then he wished that I get into a car accident. We mm. go to record the podcast the next day. Unfortunately, mm. we couldn't record it before the winter meetings because... I got into a car accident like Mutt had wished upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, the baboon that I got into the car crash with was apparently a relative of Mutt, so I don't know if that was planned on oh. his end. 
But um, I'm glad to, I'm okay, and I'm glad to be here. That's good. He took that back. He's he's trying to turn over a new leaf. Oh, is he? Yeah, <laughs> good, good for him. He, needs, he yeah definitely needs to make some changes. I don't know when you when you ask when you hope that someone dies. I don't know if you can actually take that back, but whatever. I, I'm always going to remember that something like that kind of sticks with you. But okay. it's okay. We'll move on. Okay. Uh, so that is one podcast we're going to get to. Where oh, yeah. the, the one, and we're talking about these podcasts and which one did really better than the others. They're all over the place. Uh, and we had that podcast a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, where we ended up. We were talking about the GM meetings, and we ended up talking about Mutt and the Hot Stove Show. Yeah, that we'll led, that led, yeah, yeah. I don't. That isn't sort of like that. Nah, it's, it's, it's fine. Well, we'll I get, have a top three ranking. Yeah. I, so that's what I want to do. So I, I have maybe my top three ranking maybe to line up with yours i don't know what yours are you're yeah. flying blind but we've done so we've done 54 of these babies mm-hmm. this is number 55 mm-hmm. 52 weeks in the year that what's that tell you we've been really really consistent yes. i'm proud of myself yes uh not all yes thank you you can clap louder than that if you like okay thank you and uh and so it hasn't been easy at times because let's be honest you know, baseball players are boring. This is a baseball podcast, mm. and and a lot of baseball writers are boring too. It's this isn't an easy gig. This is, I, I feel like we've hit our stride a little bit, and heading into the new week, I have a better idea of how we can expand the audience. But I think that there there is a following, and it's not just because of the t-shirts, but there is a following. And like I said, subscribe on iTunes and I or Stitcher. I, I understand. I finally have understood how this works. Mm, you post a podcast. It pops up on your phone. Yes. Brad Foe Show has a new podcast. It is magic, and yes. you want that popping up on your phone in the coming days, weeks, and months. Give me your top three. All right. Well, you want to jump right into that because I have the good, I have the questionable, and I have the awesome. What do you want? Do, what do you want me to start with? Well, you don't have to say questionable. You can say sucky. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, they're not sucky. They're, some of them. All right. Are yeah. So let's do. So so let's do the what is it? Top three good. Top. I, I have top. I have five. That all I right. Have. All right. Okay. So all right. F- starting with number five. Okay. okay. Episode fifteen on March sixth. Yeah. With Sean McAdam. Oh yes, yes, that was a good one. Yeah, loved it, and you know, having worked with Sean for a year, it was great to hear a little bit about what was going on with him, what he'd been through all the years. Um, hadn't heard him on EEI in any capacity in years. That's where I first learned about Sean. So, um, and a guy you're friends with in the business. Too. Well, that was also he had just been laid off from right. place where you were laid off from as well, Comcast New England, and uh, it was. It was good to have him in studio, number one, and to actually have – that's the type of thing you don't want to do over the phone. You also want a little bit of separation because and, and, he was very, very honest. The one line he came uh, – he gave in that thing, which I always keep using, which was so true, at that time we didn't know where Comcast or NBC Sports Boston was going. Right. And he said it's like they want to be the third radio sports radio station, mm-hmm. except on TV. I thought that hit the nail on the head. And you see the shows now, and the shows didn't start until after that podcast. I thought that's sort of what the, the road they were going. Down. You see, with you know, with Evan, you know, he gets a lot of blowback for what he writes, you know, and he but he takes that kind of, same kind of approach. Yeah, that they want him to do. Yeah, I mean, he's getting listen. He's getting more. He's getting applauded over there more for. You know, these things that you can sit down and have a talk radio conversation or it's going to be brought to the talk radio than the um, international signing bonuses. Right. You know, which, which, you know, he he liked doing. He likes reporting. But so I told him, come in. That, 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 and Sean McAdams said as well. So anyway, that was a good one. So number four was uh, one that we actually did together, October 27th, episode 49. 
what's wrong with baseball and Pedroia's knee. Um, Tomasi was in on that one. The Pedroia's knee part was nice, but the what's wrong with baseball I thought was a great one because we talked about the stats and all the issues there. For me, that's a conversation I have with a lot of people, you know, across the you know the important demographics, you know, twenty five to fifty four. Um, everybody has an opinion on it, whether they like stats or they don't like them, and how much it's hurting the game. That one needs a good headline. That, you might feel you might feel like that was a good one. The but, headline wasn't great, but this topic was good. Yeah, but that's how you're going to get this. Is you, some you some wrote, of them? I I'm like reading the headline you wrote, Rob. So I know, <laughs> I know. I I'm not perfect. So, but but this is this is the real. Why stats are dumb. I, I'm going to give you I, I'm going to give you example of of how like you can do a podcast where you feel like oh that was a good podcast, but it's not going to get listened to either because of the topic or because you just did not write a good headline. Mm-hmm. I have a perfect example of that a little bit later, but go ahead. Next one. Okay, number three. So these are the real. Real ones that are head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, number three was when you were down in the Dominican Republic with uh, oh Tina Servasio. Reality of being a woman in this business. Okay, talk about bad headlines in this business. Why don't you specify a little bit more? But nah, it's episode- just bringing people in, feeling like they're part of the equation. Fair enough. Episode fifty three on uh, December fifth. I mean, she provided a lot of insight. Yeah, I thought that was good. I, I didn't know that what sort of reach that would have, but it was sort of around the time that Trenny was talking about this stuff. And what, you know how it is. I mean, when you sit down, so we we were at the David Ortiz event. When you sit down with someone and you're just talking, like that's, and, and you, you're not running out of things to say. You're not, what question can I ask now? That's the problem so many times with these things where, all right, I got X player on the phone. Mm-hmm. I have to go down the laundry list of questions instead of let's just have a conversation, and that's how that one. Yeah, felt. And, and she's one of the people, one of the females that have had that position. We know that there have been issues for years, and you know everybody has an opinion on whether it's Heidi Watney, Jenny Dell, uh, Garen, most recently. But Tina Servasio is one of those ones that she was the first female to actually hold the sideline reporter position, and she's one of the ones that a lot of people respected. And I know when she left, people missed, and obviously for different reasons. But you yeah. know she was good, damn good at her job. And the one thing that she did which i missed in some respects of the others was she would always be asking the reporters questions and that's what drives me nuts if if you aren't asking the reporters questions not to say we know everything but she was always inquisitive and when in that first year for her was not easy the 2006 that was not easy but then she gets to 2007 and no one was more respected than her and look at where she is now yeah she's doing great so yeah. i mean it's how you learn i mean in this business i was talking to someone about that the other day moose actually from yeah. nbc sports boston how people who are young in the business don't ask enough questions of the veterans and i mean there's so much to learn from you guys i mean not to kiss yes. ass or anything i'm very old yes well, very old i and said grizzled. veterans i didn't call you old but no, it's, it's okay it's okay <laughs> all right I number, feel good. number two um some might say this is number one but this is my number two Eck opens up Episode 42, September 12th. I think that was... Well, that's the one that did the best of, okay. of all of them, and that's predictable because you know, you had it reach out to all kinds of different media outlets. And here's the weird thing about that one was, and I've, I might have said this before, but so I asked... So this is... Now we're a couple months away from the whole Eck Price thing, right. right? He hasn't talked. And I asked him, I said, you want to do a podcast? Now... I don't even know if he knows what a podcast is. And I'm not sure he knew. But, he probably still does but, but, but so he said, sure. I was like, okay, how about Tuesday? All right, Tuesday. Now, I never, never, ever asked him, said, hey, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the price situation. He just said, sure. I'll talk. Now, I could have not, I could have done that podcast, believe it or not, and not asked him about price and, and been perfectly happy because I think that, like, the way he broadcast and things like that. 
But so we sit down. We uh, say, so you're ready to do this. And we go into one of the visitor's broadcast booth. And, and I just say, hey, you had quite a year. Now, I still have not one time said, all right, this is what I'm going to ask you or we're going to talk about the price situation. And he just went off. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so in hindsight, it was just the sweet spot of being far enough away. He hadn't talked about it. He wanted to get this off his chest. So, Eck, how's the year been? <laughs> it's been uh, interesting, you know, because I've been doing this a long time, not necessarily in the booth, but, you know, with Nesson. You know, the years are starting to add up, but there's been nothing like this year. It's just really, and you go back over it saying, why? You know, why does something like that happen? But, you know, we have enough distance from it now to sort of say, well, you know, things happen in this game. You know, it just sort of happened to be me. I think it's very unfortunate for everybody, you know, that's, that's connected with it. You know, Red Sox, Price, me, whatever. So I'm glad it's behind us now. Now, we didn't get, there were some things that we didn't dig deep, deep into, like the applauding in the plane and stuff like that. But, and, and, I, and the other part about that podcast was that I felt as we were going, he sort of started realizing, oh, oh. Um, no, but I really like these guys personally. <laughs> but, you know, like, that goes back to the podcast thing, right? That, that you want to, you want to, you want a conversation. You want to put people at ease. Yeah, and he was ready to talk about it. I mean, that's one thing we always hear about Eck was that he always took ownership whenever he screwed up when he played. Yeah, and he was when you you didn't even need to ask him anything. He no. was just ready to talk. That about was it. not. That was a. That was the. I uh, here here you go. You know, ordering the soup. Step aside. There. <laughs> I there think with go. him though, he knows. You know, in that situation, anybody knows. That's what you want to talk about. That's what you're going to ask him about. Not yeah, just, yeah, he knew. I mean, he, what do you think you need to do to fix the Red Sox? No, he knows. Yeah, he he knew exactly what was going on. And that's why he he talked about it. And the, the fact he had never done a podcast, and I think that he understood sort of the concept of the podcast. It's like a lot of people, right, Nick? Right. That people, especially the older set, they they say, "Oh, yeah, I hear this podcast thing is kind of neat. This is the way things are going. I want to do a podcast." I mean, I think that Kirk has really brought that to a lot of people around here. He's like, "I want to do a podcast, or I want to be on a podcast," and right. and that's sort of the feeling I get with that. Yes, it's evolved immensely, and I think he's definitely one of the people in the business that you can credit that to uh, it, ca- it growing so much, and especially I think the Bradford Show. Yeah, we're getting there. Can, you know, it, we're getting it, there. It can, well, I was going to say can credit. His show a little bit to that. But anyways. Um, yeah, I did it on my own. Okay. <laughs> the number one, of course, in my book, and I'm, I'm maybe biased, whatever. He's probably your number two. But the Hot Stove Show drama, episode 51, November 17th. Not only not only did, was that probably your second best one to the Eck one, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but it also led to Enough About Me appearance for you and Mark. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> gauge you that like that. So oh, the, come on. So the weird thing is, and Kerosene Ken was just in here adjusting the levels, and he could vouch for this. One of the things that was it came up in the, when Mutt and I were yelling at each other on Kirk's podcast was that he is convinced, and Kirk was convinced too, that we went in there saying, this is the podcast we're going to do. We're going to do a podcast of me complaining about Mutt and the Hot Stove Show. Here, he's not telling me what to do. And you know, Ken knows, the whole thing, and probably would have been like one of the worst podcasts of all time, was, hey, we just went to the GM meetings. What about Shohei Itani? That was like, oh, we're going to recap the boring GM meetings. We're going to go through the, it was that time to do a podcast. 
But then I don't know how it came up. We're still riled. I'll up explain. Though. I'll illustrate it a little bit to everybody so yeah. they can have an understanding of what the day was like. We walk, I walk in. Rob has a sweatshirt on like he always does. Although today you have a flannel on, which is throwing me off. Yeah. We see Ken to get him to get us set up for the podcast. We ask him to join us. He's like kind of reluctant, but he's like, okay, I'll do it. He comes in later on in the show and he has his notes, all baseball notes, the stuff from the, the yes. hot stove show the night before. I had my notes like I do today. Again, a list of notes about what's, what uh, went on at the GM meetings, what going forward, everything like that. I did have notes about things with you and Trenny, which did come up, um, you and Mutt, yeah. and everything that was going on there. But it was not this long thing. It was about a set, a line that just to bring it up, just something at the beginning, you know, we get warmed up and then jump into the real topic. Um, but. I think I just struck a nerve when I brought it up, and you just ran with it. And I believe me, I wasn't going to stop it. I thought it was great. Well, this is what you know. This is goes this, the talk radio. Like exactly, we're we're, ta- we're taping this this moments after being on the show where John Dennis walked out. Oh my god! And what and I don't want to get too much into that, right. but 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 it's like this is what you do. Like a topic comes up that is of interest and maybe controversial, and you hash it out. So that's what we did. And Ken offered a little balance, and then Mutt tried to offer the ultimate balance by. <laughs> By confronting me, but I was so confused after the enough about me. Oh, uh, I, I was I, like, who is going to listen to this? It's like me and him yelling. He's bringing up things like, you know, like me doing nesting appearances, and I, I, it was just so bizarre. Oh, it was great. I know people who listen to it. And they, it was gold. Well, okay, it was confusing as yeah, hell, very, but it was gold. I mean, just two, two guys just yeah. screaming at each other, and Minahan, you can hear him rubbing his hands in the uh, background uh, maniacally. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. The genius yeah. of Kirk, but it's um. Yeah. So anyway, that podcast was it, it was what it was. It was, and and it's funny because those those podcasts that was also one of the ones that did amongst the best because you know obviously you have a lot of attention drawn to it by Kirk's podcast, maybe something that's said on the air, mm-hmm. um, but also the soap. This is what the radio is about. This is what it's become, mm-hmm. and this is the challenge of this podcast. I'll be perfectly honest with you: is that. I want to do like sit down interviews like we do with Eck or or players and stuff like that. But I also know like the the drama is the thing that sells. Mm-hmm. So you got to mix that in. There's I think, room for both. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And and um and by the way, I mean Mutt has ruined the hot stove show this year. <laughs> I mean, can we just can we just say that, right? I mean, it's- uh, he's got. I, I after I, I'll say this. I'm going to take full credit for it because I was one that initiated the conversation here on the Brad Foe Show. I think the Hot Stove Show has gotten better since then, and it, you're welcome. For it that. hasn't. Evan and I yelled at each other 45 minutes. That was the highlight. Like we did a show. It's a talent to get out of the way, though. You know that. Yeah, no, no, I'm not blaming him for that. It's fine. That was fine for him. And but. The the problem is is that you had nothing going on. You had a show like last show we did, and it was we got through the twenty minutes. We talked about JD Martinez. There's nothing else to talk about, and that that's where I would be like, hey, let's get a guest on. Let's get somebody of note on to advance the conversation. And he just and he knew it too. I mean, he got to to nine twenty, and like, what are we going to talk about for the last forty minutes? And that's not a product so much of nothing going on. You make something that's going on, and that's where I say you couldn't talk about Michael Chavis's exit velocity. No, oh. no, oh, okay. but but, you'd say, but there's no desire to. <laughs> it's like you got to the last ten minutes. You wanted to talk about you know something completely non baseball related, which I didn't blame him. But it's you you go into that show and it's like you're at least how I felt 
is that you dig in. you you got to find a way to get through that hour when nothing else is going on. A lot of times that is having a noteworthy guest on, and there's just there's no acceptance to that. That is why the show has been ruined. Can it, does it have to be Red Sox no. only? Could it be no. could Yankees? Well, I mean, then you guys had plenty. Could have had Brian Cashman on. I mean, no, I don't mean guests. I mean, like what you guys were talking about. Couldn't you? No, because he doesn't. It's the same thing. Like you can tell he doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, but okay. Well, I'm just saying. You, you know, I don't anyway, feel like you guys I tried don't wanna, that. Whatever. I've, sta- <laughs> I've said my piece. Ruined the hot stove show. Probably seen that, it for, the, for okay, the last season. If Mutt's listening, I'm not a yes man, just so he knows that. And I'm saying I don't agree that's, with that take. That's fine. You're fired. Um, but I will say, <laughs> I would just say this is that, you know, so the hot stove show may come and go, but the Bradford show will live we'll on always forever. Be, always. All right. What else you got? All right. So now moving on. So again, to recap the top five, just so everybody knows, uh, episode 15. Act not number one. Oh. That surprises me. What? You didn't put Ack as number well, one. Well, I may be a little biased. I mean, it's it's really. I mean, we're talking one A, one B there. I yeah. mean, that's that's me because I was involved in it, and that's I thought fair. it was hilarious. I'll All give right. you my rankings. Okay, after. so number five, episode fifteen with Sean McAdam. Episode four, poorly labeled, but well worth the listen. Um, I'm sorry, not number. Yeah, episode forty nine, number four on my list. What's wrong with baseball and Pedroia's knee? Uh, number three was episode fifty three, reality of being a woman. In this business with Tina Servacio, uh, Eck opens up. Episode forty-two was my number two, and Hot Stove Show Drama, episode fifty-one. Okay, move on. What's your number? What you said you're going to have your. All right, well after because I want to see what other ones. You okay, serve, so for the you. the good ones that I had was episode. These are this. Oh, good, but not great. Good, well, not top five. Okay, I mean no particular ranking. Uh, episode twenty. 23 and 26 are all worth noting because it's all manager Lou appearances, which is always good to hear. Yeah, actually that's, what, that's what I want to do more of because Lou has to fill his digital commitments. And, uh, he has digital commitments? Uh, everyone has to. You, the contracts around here, they literally like say, here, we'll give you $10,000 more if you sort of agree to do something with digital. I'd love to read a Fourier column. Oh, I'm sure that'd be great. oh it's, very it, 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 no one, and, and here's the thing. No one asks. No one asks, well, what can this guy do? But with Lou, it's actually this is, and I've talked to him about this, this is something we can build in that we can do on a regular appearance. And, and, uh, and I enjoyed, it was bizarre that, you know, Lou, Lou has taken some bizarre turns in the last year, but I still, at the heart of it, I do like talking, sitting down and talking to him and talking about stuff. And, and it goes back to we had a podcast uh, in spring training at the kitchen table in spring training, and he had to he had to do an interview with John Farrell for the first time, and that was to me that was interesting because you know. They had to go face to face, and it worked out fine. And he ripped Trenny back then. It was great. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't blame him in that instance of ripping Trenny. Yeah. In episode twenty six, one of the three, uh, that was with him and Schilling on talking about getting. That was rich. a good one. Yes. When you set up off the plate away, <laughs> and you throw the ball behind the guy, you might as well just stand up before the pitch and go, "Hey, listen, I'm going to throw this at you." So let's just go ahead and get it over with. Yeah, that kind of hurts the defense saying, well, we got to pitch him in. I mean, when you look at the scouting right. report and you see right. Vasquez setting up on the outside corner, well, what exactly happened there? That's a very good That one. was a really, really, like, if you like two baseball, that was a good one. Yeah. That, and that was about, uh, what was that about? That was the Orioles' revenge. Oh, yeah, the hitting, the intentional hitting a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one may be the best one of those three. Um, let's see, the Larry Lucchino episode. I didn't write the, the number down on the episode. Yeah, Lucchino talking about the anniversary of the Dodgers trade. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was, you know, Lucchino isn't a great interview, but I just thought, like, it was it was good to revisit this, and Lucchino was a decent guy to do it. Um, I will say that, you know, I, I typically you, you run into problems 
when you go too far in the past. And this is sort of the internet thing. Mm-hmm. You always want to be looking forward. And like, so you, I, I love the idea of revisiting and recapping because you're going to get more honesty and everything else. But people, for whatever reason, they always want to be looking forward. I so. think that's a good one for the real hardcore baseball junkies, which I think those are the people that generally listen to this show. Um, look, yeah, you're right. Lucino is a tough guy, and the, the audio at times with him is tough because. Well, that was it. Was you know that, well, that's another goal of the Bradford show to have have better uh, consistent quality of audio across the board. But I will say this: is that you know you want oh, my plan with that one going in was to get multiple people who were involved in that Dodgers trade back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one that I got, and he was fine. But um, it would have been great to sort of do, and you see these. These sort of thirty for thirty podcasts now, where you have you know an explanation of of what exactly happened, and when you're five years out, you can be a lot more honest. Certainly, mm-hmm. so that was the goal anyway. Poorly executed, but that I was got the goal. two more under the good list um, that aren't necessarily in the top five. Uh, episode thirty four, Anatomy of Club, Clubhouse Confrontations. Um, that was with Tomasi, and that was after everything that happened. Yeah, it was, Tomasi's gotten into some. Yes, I, I really, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I no, but he, he also like this is how you handle. It. I remember the AJ Przinsky one he got into. He's at his locker the next day. That's and, for people who love the behind the scenes yeah. stuff, and anybody who's young and in the business and wants to be you know involved in baseball or that's, any sport. That's how you do it, man. It's like he ripped Przinsky. Przinsky was an asshole. And but he stood there and made himself available the next day. Brzezinski like they started bitching at him, so let's take it in the hallway. So they took it in the hallway, bitch at him some more, and then you know it's not going to die. But that's how you do it. He was in, he was at the winter meetings, by the way. AJ. Oh Brzezinski, yeah, right? I know. I ran away from him. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for and you ran straight towards me and David Ross and ruined our conversation. Interrupted. You're us not having that conversation if it's not for me. So. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm welcome into those conversations anytime. <laughs> uh, so that was episode 34, Anatomy of, a, of Clubhouse Confrontations. Um, and then the last one for the good was episode 43, um, Xander Bogarts opens up about uh, injury season. That was um, that wasn't a long one. No, it was not a long one. So it's a nice quick listen. But you know, we all were asking questions about what's wrong with Xander. The hand is it yeah. really still bothering him? And he gets to talk about it a little bit again. Good, not necessarily great. In, in so you're list. missing one there, and I don't know if it's on your other list of not so good ones, but you're missing one which I would actually put as one of my top five. And this relates to the Bogarts one. It's the Mookie Betts one. I did not put that. So on your list. the Mookie Betts. So this is this is the challenge of doing these podcasts with players is that especially during the season their time is is so valuable to them you know how it is you go in the locker you just can't go up to them hey let's do a podcast it doesn't work that way so with Mookie it was hey in a couple days can I meet you at three o'clock in the dugout and do this and so as long as you have it arranged he's blocked out that time then you know once you get going more times than not, they like doing it. It's not like they going down the list of questions. They like doing it. So Mookie was like 28 minutes. Mookie was really, really good. And it was like finally, and I we talked about this, finally you're showing the personality that everyone wants to see. Um, and so when Bogarts, he's trying to do the same thing. Now, he doesn't have that much time blocked off, but it's the same idea. You just want to get him to a place where you don't feel like it's, you're interviewing him like you're interviewing me at the locker. Fair enough. Now, do you want to give your top five, or do you want to go into my... Uh, yeah, go into your sucky one. Okay, now again, this, this sucky is not... It's no, weird, it's fine. Well, okay, I don't. I did not listen to this one, but the, the headline of it is just weird. 
Craig Breslow defends Tom. Oh Brady. no! Okay, so that was a good one. Episode twenty-seven. So, so but he, he, you know, no, but but you have to understand when it was when it was published, which was it was the they've talked about on the radio. It was the biggest topic on the radio, which is Tom Brady charity story. Um, and uh, okay, right? So remember that. Yeah, I remember. Okay, it, yeah. so Tom Brady charity story. Now Craig Breslow, they had an instant instant um, incident a few years ago where. The Globe took on charities about sort of the same sort of thing. And Breslow wrote a letter, like mm. debunking no, I, rem- it. I remember all the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Shit, so, so, so he was like super, super passionate about this topic, about the, the topic that was going on at the time. So, yeah, you know, the, the Craig Breslow, if you see Craig Breslow, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to it. That's what's so weird. It's just Craig Breslow yeah, defending Tom Brady. It's weird. I don't blame you, but to lean on it to – to lean on it now, it, it look will look a little bit different than at the time because everyone was talking about okay, it. Okay, yeah, that that makes. But again, it's just it's Craig Breslow. It's like the realities are, Tom Brady doesn't have to donate his time. He doesn't have to be satisfied with a with a grant to his foundation. Um, Why Craig Breslow? Yeah. I mean, that, that's but that's what's that's so, a, see, the hard headlines are hard to write sometimes. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I can feel you on that one. Now, uh, episode thirty two. Partying with Mike Napoli. Now, this one, <laughs> this one is weird because if you go into the description on iTunes, and I believe it's on EEI.com as yeah. well, right? Or WEI.com, excuse me. Texas Rangers first baseman Mike <laughs> Napoli joins Rob Bradford to talk of the art of hugging. The art of hugging? Oh, yeah. What, what? <laughs> because he came back. Doesn't that make one want to listen? <laughs> I mean, first of all, first, first of all, first of all, let's be like Mike Napoli's a single guy, right? Uh, oh, okay. He's 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 very good with he's very good about uh, being friends with the ladies. Mm-hmm. So you want to know, like, when you hug a lady, is it any different than when you go to hug a guy? And, and the reason why that came up was does it move? Was yeah, maybe I don't know, but it, nothing. There's anything wrong with that? But it's the reason that came up was because it was done when he came back to Fenway Park. And he was seeing all his old friends and teammates and coaches and everything. So he was constantly doing the hugs. And I was watching him, and every hug would be different. And when he see a girl, the hug would be completely different. So uh, and more, but, more of a full embrace with him. Yeah, but, yeah. but the, the biggest takeaway from that, and my, his agent, who I ran into on the street in Baltimore, gave me shit about, in, in good-natured way, sort of, was... Mike Napoli, uh, a couple years ago, I think it was 2014, he had a shipment of bats. And on the, on the bats, where it says Mike Napoli, or where it would normally say Mike Napoli, it had girls' names. Since we are now f- three or four years out, I can bring this subject up. Uh, one of my favorite moments in baseball, um, which was when you got your... Which was, was this 2014? Uh, might have been 13. Because you were trying to get things going. You're trying to loosen things up a little bit. You get your shipment of bats in. Usually they say Mike Napoli on them. Louisville Slugger? Louisville, what is it? What, what's your uh, brand? Marucci. Marucci. Yes. We don't want, the fine folks at Marucci, don't ever say that Marucci isn't creative, isn't sympathetic to their clients. What did you have done to your bats instead of it saying Mike Napoli? Uh, I might have had a couple lady friends' uh, name on the bats. Uh, 
whatever. Whenever I'd get a hit, I'd just keep using that one. And uh, it took a while to find which one had hits. And, uh, you know, it was just a funny thing to do, mess around with the guys. They thought it was great. And, uh, I'm just, I guess, trying to slump bust it, I guess. I've never, have you ever, I mean, I, I don't, how did that come about? Because I've never seen that. I've never heard of that. How did, how, how did, was this something one day you said, well, was this a promise to one of the lady friends? No, I just thought it was, I, it just came to me. I'm like, oh, maybe I just put someone's name on my back, you know, and, it just, uh, and I just did. I, I told Tom, like, hey, I need you to put these names on the bat. And he's like, oh, God, like, how's this going to go down, you know, so, uh, but they did it, and uh, you know, I used them. Was Marucci, would they say, what, what the hell, what were you talking about? Nah, I mean, I didn't really hear anything, but it, was, it happened. Right? So no one picked up on it. So he was, like, up there with, you know, I think the first one with Rachel Starr, you know. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. so he's up there where it would say, you know, Louisville Slugger Mike Napoli said Rachel Starr. <laughs> and so finally I said, listen, you know, this this is a few years later. This talk, can we can we confirm this? Can we talk about this? And he did, and, and the agents was like, you really had to bring that up. I'm like, no, what? people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, the, that, see an agent telling you not to bring that up? No, no, he wasn't. Yeah. It was cool. It was it was fine. It was just like That's awesome though. That's, yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. No, so it's actually it was. He's I've done a few with him, and it's good because like you can goof around and you can, you know, it's it's not how much can you talk about? Oh well, you know, how did how do you see your season going and this and that the the parade stuff, the Boylston Street stuff. You know, all of it. That's what's interests me. Now, the next one I do remember listening to, um, and it's more so because of listening to it. It was odd yeah. um, because of the, the individual you had as your guest, episode 44, which I believe was right before I started doing the show with you. Uh, what's really important when it comes to picking a manager? And that featured a one Johnny Gomes. Oh, yeah. Uh, boots on the ground, which is now one of your favorite sayings, it seems like. Uh, but he... Uh, you didn't like that one? No, I didn't. I did. See, this is why I said it wasn't No, 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 fine, no, it's fine. Johnny Gomes is just always an odd cat to listen to. I mean, yeah. you know, he's died, he's faced death, what, five times or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, been st- struck by lightning, is that one of them? Uh, attacked by wolf, shot at. I don't know if he was struck by lightning. But anyway, anyway, yes. Yeah, if you go back and listen to episode 44, you'll find out the five ways that Johnny Gomes has almost yeah, died. Yeah, But I, just more that he's just always a weird guy. Again, this, these were not sucky ones. It's just, you know, the Craig Breslow. Why Craig Breslow? You know, Mike Napoli. No, no, no. But, it's, but so here's the challenge of these podcasts. And maybe you can tell me as, as a podcaster and a consumer of podcasts, you want to just put, like, episode whatever, Johnny Gomes. Like, mm. some podcasts do that. And I used to do that too, but you can't. You can't because there's no context. There's no. There's no. Well, what did Johnny Gomes say? Especially when it's someone like Johnny Gomes or someone like Craig Breslow. Um, but y- you have to say this is what this guy. This is the most interesting thing this guy's talking about. I think. I mean, that's the way I'm going to approach it going forward. But you've seen it before. Yeah. Like, like Kirk does it too. It's like you're leaning on the person, and sometimes the person's heft. Is so great that it doesn't make a difference. I think what's important to remember when you're doing these kind of headlines is, yeah, you have to lean on their them and their audience. But you know, the people that listen to your podcast or have an idea of what your podcast is about understand what you're going to be doing with the show, what you're kind of bringing to the table, what questions you're going to ask them. You know, if you if you know, I know if you know if Kirk has a. Um, 
has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on. He's talking about his book with him, and maybe he'll ask him about you know the Celtics Lakers. Yeah. Um, obviously, that whole episode was something different. But if I hear an author who I've never heard of before, um, you know, because I'm not, I don't read. Well, like, much, so he I'm had Jack. He had Jack McCallum on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I didn't listen to that one. Yeah, and I, and I understand that there's there's a lot of people that might want to listen to him, but just not one that draws me in necessarily. Yeah, I'm going to give you again. I got one example in the bank here about how important headlines are, but go ahead. I'll um, get to that. Okay, then I have. Um, okay, this is again headlines. Um, the Rajay Davis experience, which I listened to and was good, but you also two episodes previous named the Eduardo <laughs> Nunez one the Eduardo Nunez yeah. experience. Well, I felt like like that's lazy. No, no, it's not lazy. It's so um, so it's again. This is sort of like figuring things out as you're going, and so I'm thinking. Okay, normally before I would do Rajay Davis episode whatever Rajay Davis forty one and thirty nine. Right, yeah, or Eduardo Nunez. But now I want to do something a little bit different, but I don't want to say Eduardo Nunez talks about whatever. Or So, yes, maybe it was a little lazy, <laughs> but, but I, 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 I was just, I was, it was a test run. It was a test run of the headlines, and uh, I can't remember. I think one of those did pretty well. I would think Nunez one would do very well. Well, he was really hot at the time, yeah. and, and he was surprisingly good speaking English. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was, he spoke, it wasn't great. But he spoke well enough, I think, that you could understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was another guy where you sit down with him, and you could tell he enjoyed that process. He enjoyed uh, being able to sit down as long as he had the time and talk about whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. run out of stuff to talk about. but An easy, an easy guy to talk to. And then the last one, this is one of the ones that I, I definitely enjoyed, and I actually listened to it again um, on the way here. It was a short one, episode 16, March 11th, when you caught up with Clay Buckholtz. Oh, that was a that, that was a bad one. <laughs> that but that one's a bad one. That's a good one because some of the stuff that he says in there, and of course him getting hurt right away. How long was it? It wasn't very long. Uh, was Sixteen minutes. But you talked to the GM as well, and you had a clip from uh, Tobias. Oh no, uh, no, no, no! I talked to Ruben Omar. Uh, no, no, I talked to. I think it was the Phillies. It was the Phillies front office guy. Yeah, on, yeah. On it was. It was definitely. It was like it was so short that I need to talk to someone else. Yeah. Um. But Buckles was like fourteen minutes. But the thing is, he he had a couple lines in there um <laughs> and you may drop it in later um if i want to write a book later in my life i could based and that was based on the red sox experience. could you imagine oh, yeah, yeah i you, would love that book yes but could clay buckles write a book actually maybe i'll give clay a call <laughs> yeah, well yeah you should definitely do it if you wrote it with him i'd believe that but clay buckles himself uh, no but that's how books are ready you, you get the most out of them you said, you said if i want to write a book i'm taking no 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 these guys never write their own books in but the, and the other thing that was yeah. big for him was that he mentioned how the first time that he struggled was at the big league level. And mm. that's, I think, something important for anybody who's like, you know, a prospect lover. It's like, why do we trade prospects all the time? I understand you can't trade them all, but, you know, th- that, you know, should open your eyes to realize these guys, a lot of times, are not mm. facing the same adversity they're going to face at the big league level. So if you get rid of them now, you may be, you know, you're hedging your bets with a guy who's proven and you know what you're getting. So. The problem with that one, why I said, oh, like, that wasn't a good one, because what I remember about that one is just being in a place where you know that, like, the Mookie conversation, the Xander conversation. Didn't have to deal with a lot. I had David there to kind of, you know, um, protect us, I guess, to to say. And now that he's not here, we don't have uh, that one big person to kind of oversee everything. And um, so, I mean... We just have to kind of collectively, as a unit, what do you mean? Like, 
you know, kind of pick up where he he's left off. And um, I feel like I haven't done my part. Um, I do what I can. No one's around. You're just talking to him. There's no like, oh, like, I'm worried about if this guy's listening or that guy is listening. With Buckles, he was at his locker, and there was a, a set amount of time. I was running out of time at his locker. It was in spring training, and and there was also I think actually Daniel Nava was sitting right next to us, and so it was just it was just it was just sort of you just didn't have that feel of this is we're just just have a conversation. And I've had those conversations with him before, but um, it just it just didn't feel great. Um, and yeah, so it's it's good that you mentioned that. I totally forgot about a lot of these spring training ones that we did. You mentioned the Josh Tobias one. So Josh Tobias <laughs> was the guy who was traded for Buckholz. And normally, like, why would you ever interview and do a podcast with a single A second baseman? But that was like one of my favorite ones. I know it was. I remember you telling me. Oh, that. It was it, but you know the thing was is that I understand why people might not listen. That's where I probably said. I don't know what I said in the headline, but that needed a good headline, whatever it was. I'll try and pull it up. But right. it, but this is a guy who, as we talked, he's talking about how he believes in time travel and black holes, and and if he couldn't be a baseball player, he would fix sinkholes in Florida, and, and he he was had all these interesting thoughts. Clearly, a deep thinker, and this is and I just thought. That people would want to know who was traded for Clay Buckholz. Episode 13, it was on February 28th. The man who the Red Sox got for Clay Buckholz. Yeah, that's a good headline. Rob Bradford is joined by Red Sox minor league infielder Josh Tobias, the, the player the organization got in exchange for Clay Buckholz. Tobias, as it turns out, may be one of the most interesting players <laughs> in Red Sox camp. <laughs> Not only offering great stories about finding <clears throat> out about the trade, but explaining his interest in space, books, and UFOs. See, the way you read it was really poor. Like you didn't sell that at all. But that was actually a good headline. And and I can't remember. Wow. If, I can't remember if that did well <laughs> or not. But uh, so in, in spring training, we did um, spring training. I remember doing that one. I remember doing Carlos Quinton. Yep. Which was this is another example of you don't have a lot of time. You're trying to make the most of it. He's he might be somewhat interesting. We probably did, well we did one on Travis Shaw earlier in the year. Yes. Uh, that was actually a good one. I thought because we had him on, and then Barstool had um, had him on, and they were both good podcasts. But he was really really honest. Uh, yeah, David Ross comparing fans, uh, Boston versus Yeah, Atlanta. that was okay. I mean, Ross is always good. Hanging but... out with Rick Porcello, Joe Kelly. All right, all right. So so this I'm going to bring up two podcasts that you didn't mention in your list, all right. right? All right, the first one, we'll, we'll stop there. So the one, like, it didn't, it was all over the place. The Joe Kelly, Rick Porcello podcast was all over the place. But this is what I like. This is what I want some of these podcasts to be like. We went to Twin Peaks. We, we carved out a corner. We put up the WEI signage. We have the actual audio board there. Um, we, we negotiated free food and drinks. And so, and so we're at this place in Fort Myers, Twin Peaks. It's sort of like a sports bar. We don't broadcast it over this thing because it's too noisy. We sit there and we talk for an hour. We talk for an hour about a lot of different stuff. And, and then after we're done, we eat and drink and talk for another hour. And that's what it should be. It should be guys sitting around drinking beer, eating food, and just talking. And I want to do more of that. I want to do it in spring training. I mean, who knows if they're going to be open to it again. But that, to me, is 
is that's what podcasts should be about. And I think that Barstool does this, you know, the Wilbur Theater, that's the the that's an extreme example. But you know, that's guys hanging out and talking. Yes. And and believe me, Listening to that, that is the most open that both those guys will ever be. It is, will ever be. For sure. I mean, I might have to do something with a beer, but whatever. You do whatever you have to do. Get a little uh, little bit of. Yeah. Make, oh, yeah. Thank you for mark. your Maker's Mark. Yes, for <laughs> yeah. Christmas gift. But the, the, the behind the scenes of that, too. Well, two things. Number one, in the middle of it, Minahan comes over and sits down. Actually, at the beginning of it, maybe. He sits down and he's like right across from Kelly. And just across from Porcello, I said, "Do you want to come on?" He's like, "No." He was just there to observe, <laughs> and like it's like to, to get ammunition, probably for a show. But I, I don't know what he did, but it, it was bizarre that he was sitting there. He had nothing to do down in Fort Myers, so he stopped by. So that was sort of strange because I got the sense that both those guys at least had a vague recollection of of the morning show, and they sort of like that dynamic. Yeah, it's got to be weird. For yeah. Them. So, and then the other part about it was. Uh, Joe Kelly had said, "Oh, well, you know, I'm a great comedian. I got these jokes. We'll tell a joke, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to tell a joke. I'm not going to waste it here." And then <laughs> he goes to the bathroom and he comes back in, in a frantic fury and said, "This guy, this 300 pound guy, just collapsed on the floor, and, he, and he's saying, help me up, help me up.'" And I said, "I like." And and I was like, okay. And it's like he's like, no, no, you aren't going to be able to lift me. And I said to him, like, don't worry about me. I squat five hundred pounds. And and it's like this whole scenario about uh. saving this guy's life. And we're like, oh, this is a funny joke. This is one of your jokes. And then out comes this like three hundred pound guy <laughs> with a like it actually like happened. So anyway, that was uh, behind the scenes of the Twin Peaks podcast. The other one that I want to mention, which I keep referencing with regards to the headline. Raphael Devers wasn't up yet. Raphael Devers was the, uh, like, I still think in double A, but he was the talk. People love talking about Raphael Devers. I had Eddie Romero on, and if I just put, you know, podcast, Red Sox assistant GM Eddie Romero, forget about it. Eddie Romero's a good guy, right? but that's not going to get listeners. So I had put the old, something like the ultimate um, – the ultimate uh, Raphael Devers podcast, or something like that, and that one got listened to a bunch. Number one because it was Raphael Devers, and he was he was clickbait central for a lot of people. But number two because it was it was presented that way, and that's you get him in the door. And Eddie Romero was great; he was great. He'd known this kid forever. So the definitive, definitive Raphael Devers podcast. Boom. Yes, and you had a part two to that as well. We did? Yes, you had uh, part one. I'm assuming you just interviewed him later on because I'm not remembering this one. But the part one was, I'm having, oh, that was May 15th. And then you talked to him again in uh, July, on July 25th. I don't remember that. That's too much much later. (laughs) I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So you labeled it part two, so clearly you did. Yeah, you yeah. had an idea of what was going on. Yeah, so but that's the important. That is the because it was a good podcast, but you got to get him in the door. You have to get him in the door. Right, so, absolutely. So, what are your top five then at the end of it all for the Brad Foe Show? Uh, Ack is Ack is number one. Right. Um, uh, the McAdam one is probably number two. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know. I, 
the, the, the Twin Peaks one still with Kelly and Porcello, it wasn't like it was a great podcast, but just the execution of it, what I was so proud of. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'll put that as number five. I'll put that as Fine. number five. Fine. So three and four. Mookie Betts will be number three for me. Mo- you're 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 sleeping on the Mookie Betts one. No, no, I understand it. Maybe making it, um, but I just number three and number two. I don't understand them being where they what, are. McAdam. Two? Yeah, yeah, if you make Sean three, that's fine. But number two has if it's not Eck, it has to be the hot stove show drama. No, I don't, no. Is that what's the number four then? Is that number four? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm starting to buy into this whole no. you and Mutt have actual problems. No, no, no. You just say because you were on it. So it was a great one. What are you talking about? Yes. I guess to be sure. If you are listening to this now and you have listened. All the way through. Leave the a, this is what you do. This is what you do. You leave a comment on iTunes. You can leave a comment on iTunes. That would be no. That's very, what you do. That's what you do. And what would be great bonus? A great bonus is if you could tweet at Rob and I. I'm at Nick underscore Fryer, and let us know what your top five Bradfoe Show episodes are, or at least let us know which one was better: the um, the Hot Stove Show drama or the Eck one. What? So what? Yeah. So I did a Jackie Bradley one. Was that? That was he was pretty good actually because he talked about the racism stuff early early on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, he did. Um, that was over the phone. I remember that was in the off season. What we did also, and hopefully, can do a better job of this year. So the Red Sox were very very kind to so in at winter weekend down at Foxwoods. Oh yeah, they have. Uh, were you down? You, you yeah, were down in, there. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So so you have the media session, and they just bring out all. Basically, all the players, all the media talks to them, one right after the other after the other. Then you have their schedule for Nassim, and then you have their schedule for whatever WEI show is. I think Trenny and Tomasi was the show this week. And then they were nice enough to carve out about, I don't know, about six or seven guys for the podcast. Like so, first of all, very appreciative. Second of all, I thought it was going to be good because this is you have good interviews on the radio there. Um, it's a looser setting, but they got these guys going from place to place to place to place. So there wasn't, you know, I did Matt Barnes and I did which I did later. I held for a while. Mm. I did um, Xander. I did Benintendi. Uh, did I do Porcello? Okay. I feel like I remember seeing the schedule that they sent us, and, and Porcello was one of your guys. Yeah, I, I, but but everything was so short, so either you had to lump them together with something else. It's like now, you know, I have podcasts. Like one podcast will be, I just waiting for the right time to drop it. Is sort of the I have Ortiz and Chris Young and Cora all talking about the clubhouse culture, and for for me, Chris Young was good because he was he's talking about like nurturing the young outfielders and his role in that, which they need somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But I can't just have that by, by itself. So anyway, the winter weekend, I hope it works out a little bit better. Um, I like that they carved out time, but you, you saw it. I mean, they're just running these guys oh, yeah, from place to place absolutely, to place. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, wait a minute. You didn't give me your fourth one yet. Yeah, I don't know my fourth. You gave me um, just – you gave me – No, I know which one? ones I gave you. Okay. Well, I, uh, I, I can't put that mutt one there. Um, <laughs> it's because it's mutt. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not going to give her the satisfaction. <laughs> that's what it is. It's because no, of mutt. Uh, you could do the yeah. Tina Travasio one. 
You could do yes. the one where we talked about what's wrong with baseball. I really think that was a good one. No, um, you know what I'll put there is uh, I'll put the Merloni Schilling one there. Okay. Yeah, I'll put the Merloni Schilling one there. That because that, that was a good one. that was just you know you could tell these guys it was like catnip for them <laughs> that they once they got rolling. This is what Lou you know Lou wants to talk about this stuff and he doesn't get the avenue to talk about it on on the air. Same thing you know we this is what we talk about with Ryan Hannibal's podcast. Well, why would you have Christian Fourier on talking about football because he can't talk about about it as long on the air as he can on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Or Kirk with the Tom Brady interview. You can't, you don't talk about it that long. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, we took the W off the show, and there you go. And welcome to this world. Yeah, it was. The, I don't know which was a better move, bringing me in or taking off the W. I'm still not certain well, on that. I think it would be the I w. know the answer to that, but I don't want to make you hurt your feelings. But it was uh, – you did a good – first of all, Dick, you did a good job down the winter meetings. We Thanks. said on a podcast, it spawned your interest to go to the winter meetings. Yeah, and you drove me around like you said you would. I appreciate it. I certainly that. did, yeah. You yep. wanted to see the Machine Gun America. Machine which, Gun America, right next to you, the big three, Machine Gun America. What is it? Super uh, 8? Uh, Mot- uh, Super 8. Six, Super 8 and Denny's. Yes. Um, I that's my biggest regret going down there and not going into Machine Gun America. Yeah, well, I, my biggest regret was not doing any work. Uh, so, uh, no, it's we we did we, we did plenty of work down. Yeah, there. you did. You got that stuff from Dombrowski after uh, it was all good. We, we all agitated good. him in the press conference. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was. We talk about comfortable, easygoing sit downs, and I got four minutes. Okay, yeah. oh, well. Yeah, okay. I four four minutes and three seconds. Yeah, it came sorry, out. sorry, Dave. Must be so busy down there. Yeah, well, he was. Else. I think it was some. Fr- you heard it. You, I think there was some frustration. He, was, he got frustrated with me at one point. I know that. Yeah, yeah I think it was just frustration. Like things weren't moving. Yeah. You know. So anyway, but things are moving now, and and uh, we are on our way. Are you going down to spring training? Uh, I think I'm going to. Oh, for this is breaking. I think I'm going to. It's not a guarantee. I think I'm going to. Really? Maybe we can do a Bradford show. Maybe I'll do a. Uh, Stitz. Is Providence Journal going to like reap the benefits, or are they going to be pissed that you're going? Because Tim Brayden's only going down for a couple of weeks, I think. Well, maybe then I'll figure out when he's going and when you know. I mean, Ooh. we'll work. All it right, out. but then who knows if the Boston Herald's owned by Gatehouse at that point? Then that makes uh, the. Uh, have you been to spring training before? Uh, not as a reporter. No. Okay, first, just like the winter meetings. But I figured out. I went. You did a good job at winter meetings. You did a good job. You Thanks. did what you were supposed to, which is not stand around too much and go in, out and talk to people. Even, a lot of people. even if even if you used. Your power of being on this podcast in every conversation. I met two people because of you, though. That is Ross, David Ross. David Ross. Um, uh, Kin- Kinzer? Is that how you say that? Oh, Paul Kinzer, the Paul, agent for Edward and Carnassi. Yeah, Paul Kinzer yeah. and then uh, Rosenthal. I went back and oh. talked to him afterwards. Oh, you did? Yes, yes. said, I don't know if you know me. I'm a pretty big deal. Yes, I said, I'm on the Bradford show. He said, Brad. Rob's a great man. And I was like, uh, well, <laughs> he, he, like I said, he's right. Ra- like Rob? I said about Ken Rosenthal, he's right all the time. Yes. Uh, all right, Ken. All right, yeah, Ken. Uh, all right, Nick. Nick is th- Ken lurking outside? Is that what you're saying? No, no, it's yes. in my head. Okay. Uh, all right, good one. This is a good one. I, I'm proud of this one. Happy proud of this New Year, one. everyone. Again, go to iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Twitter, uh, Stitcher. And uh, and you'll be happy you did. Big, big things ahead in the new calendar year. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. 
It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We all remember that one professor, the one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at onedayu.com slash odyssey.